Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. We're going to talk NCAA football. A lot of things happening. And the NFL. I think they're imploding. Some very strong takes are coming up. You don't want to miss it. Also, Trey's got a couple of comments on the NBA. Don't forget, we are adding podcasts more frequently now that the sports world's cranking up. Every Wednesday, there'll be an LSU football update brought to you by Tremonti's Meat and Seafood in Baton Rouge. Thursday, Trey Blossman will have NCAA and NFL picks. Hey, he went 6-1 and one in the NFL last week, 4-1 and one on the season in the NCAA, all against the spread. And on Friday, the return of the Coonass and the Redneck, Anthony Gallo and I talking college football. The following week, we'll start our picks. The Coonass and the Redneck brought to you by the Ice House Tap Room in Baton Rouge. All right, we're coming back with NCAA and NFL. The NFL's imploding. You can't wait to hear what I got to say about that. Here comes a quick message, then we'll be back and joined by Trey Blossman. Put your seatbelt on. Buckle up. It's going to be a heck of a ride. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With TK, again, I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman. As I mentioned, this episode, Sports Takes on Tuesday, September 15, recapping. The NCAA weekend, the NFL weekend. Trey's got some NBA comments. We're going to have some strong takes for you today. So put your seatbelt on. Get ready for a good ride and a fun podcast. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great, Tommy. Doing great. Glad to hear that. NCAA football, for lack of a better word, kind of got going a little more full speed ahead. There's been some games. By the way, you've been incredible on your NCAA picks, four and one on the season. We remind folks every Thursday we drop a podcast with Trey Blossman's NCAA and NFL picks. But, Trey, I think the story of the weekend, among many stories, was the Sun Belt Conference uh, led by ULL, who knocked off Iowa State, and then, then Arkansas State, who's now had to cancel a game due to COVID, knocks off Kansas State, and then Coastal Carolina knocks off Kansas not a good day for the Big 12, but how about some rah-rah for the Sun Belt Conference, which has been a very good football conference. They're in the group of five, but there's some uh, ULL, and, of course, Appalachian State's always been good. I watched the Raging Cajuns play Saturday. They were clearly the better team in Iowa State. They whipped them up front, did have two special teams, long returns, but, hey, that's part of the game. Uh, that's uh, some of my opening thoughts about the NCAA weekend. Well, it was a very impressive win for ULL, and I I thought for a while they were doing it with smoke and mirrors because of the big plays, and I kept thinking, you know, ultimately they're not going to win this football game, but they just got stronger as the game went on, and they kept making big plays, and Iowa State was very, very lethargic and unimpressive. I, I don't think they were prepared for the game. Give Coach Napier credit and his staff for having his team ready to play on the road. 
Well, I will say this, too, in an interview with Billy Napier, the head coach at ULL, and, of course, he's been at Bama, he's been at Florida, he's been around a little bit, he's considered one of the up-and-coming coaches. He made a comment a couple of weeks ago that, you know, he had some interest from some other schools after Cajuns won 11 games last year, which was a school record, but he knew he had a very good team coming back, and he wanted to be a part of that. So maybe he, you know, these coaches know, and maybe he knew – he had a pretty darn good team. They didn't shy away from jumping into that game with Iowa State when all the schedules got whacked because of COVID. And, um, hey, they got a bunch of games, and I'm sure he was telling the AD, hey, get us as many games as you want because we, we got a good football team. Yeah, they do. We'll see how good as we move forward. You know, I think a lot of eyes will be on them. I saw that uh, Tim Brando had them listed. Tenth in his top ten yesterday. <laughs> Tim, Shelley, of course, he's from North Louisiana, from Shreveport. He went to UL Monroe. Uh, Tim's a friend of mine, and he took a little heat for having Iowa State in his initial poll, but he, he took it in good stride. He said, "Hey, I'm not worried about it. I made a mistake. You know, we all get them wrong sometimes." But elsewhere in college football, no SEC yet. You know, we, we don't know what the Big Ten's going to do. In fact, the Big Ten doesn't know what they're going to do. As we sit here Tuesday afternoon, the 15th, it's just chaos with the Big Ten. It's become quite comical, to say the least. But we've seen some other football. We've seen a lot of it where it was just football. And then we've seen some th- stuff like, I don't understand Dabo Sweeney at Clemson. He's just, I got to believe he's a smart guy. Why would he not? look into Black Lives Matter and find out that it's a hate group, a Marxist organization uh, that wants to destroy America, yet allow his players to, to you know, make mention of them with decals or whatever. Uh, that really, it really surprised me that Dabo Sweeney would do that. I mean, it, but he's not the only coach, but come on. We, people turn on college football to watch college football games. And I keep saying it that way. And I think it's true. And there's going to be a tipping point here. We just don't know when, but hopefully soon. Well, there definitely will be a tipping point. And I think people are just as angry with the college situation as they are with the NFL. And look, I I, I think that these coaches have to deal with their players. Their players are young people. They're not very well informed. Uh, they're buying into the narrative that's being sold to them and the coaches are buying into it. I don't know if it's so they can continue to have relationships with their players or what have you. Uh, I wish we had a couple of strong coaches like bear Bryant still around. You can believe there wouldn't be any BLM crap at Alabama. If bear Bryant was still around coaching. Uh, It's just distressing to me, Tommy, to see the, the level of, uh, misinformation that people are buying into. Well, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to, we're talking sports today. I don't want to get too much into it, but as I've continued to say, the whole BLM movement is based on lies. There simply is nothing. I'm a numbers guy. There's simply no statistical data to support the claims that policemen are systematically seeking out and killing black people. That's just that- not true. One of Dabo Sweeney's famous quotes, I have it saved in my phone somewhere, and I'm going to paraphrase here. I should have pulled it up, but it's something about, you know, we as coaches, you know, we're teaching these kids football, but if we're not preparing them to be fine young men, fathers, husbands, 
brothers and members of the community, we're failing at our job. Well, if you're letting them support an organization like BLM, Dabo Sweeney, you're failing at your job that you proclaimed what it was. Now, they're in the ACC. We got a football member, a new football member in the ACC. And once again, it's quite comical. Well, it's funny, Tommy. And Before we went on and started taping, we both mentioned that we had comments about Notre Dame. I'm going to read. I don't write things out. I just scribble notes. It says Notre Dame, unimpressive as always. I have them overrated as always. But <laughs> time will tell. We shall see. They, they struggled with Duke, who's nobody, nothing. And we'll see that. Also, you know, Texas quarterback Ellinger threw all these numbers up, and he was basically playing against air. I mean, I don't know how they get into all that. But all in all, it was good to see some college football. I saw pieces of a lot of games. I actually saw a lot of the Raging Cajuns win over Iowa State. I saw a good bit of that one. I saw pieces of football. I, like everybody else, looking forward to the SEC, LSU. In fact, I'll drop an LSU football update podcast tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, uh, and that'll be a weekly thing now that we're close to the SEC football season. But college football is still dealing with a lot of positive tests with COVID and teams having to cancel and some rescheduled games and this, that, or the other. Ed Orgeron said this morning in his Zoom press conference, which I was a part of, that he thinks just about all their players have had it. And that could be a good thing because they ain't going to get it later on in the season. And currently there's like two or three guys that are, are quarantining because they – they had it or the contact tracing. So I think you have to be ready. 2020 has been a mind boggling year. College football, like baseball, is going to be mind boggling. You got to know there's going to be changes, shifts. We got to do this. We got to do that. It's going to be all over the board. But I'm glad to see college football. Oh, me too, Tommy. I watched most of the day. I, I worked some in the afternoon, but I had the TV on and I could see it in the next room. Uh, Man, poor Les Miles, his Kansas team loses to Coastal Carolina for the second straight year of local interest. Uh, Kansas running back Puka was injured and did not return to the game, Tommy. He's a really dynamic player. Kansas was down pretty good at the half, and he only had eight touches. And I'm like, you know, those, those guys need a new offensive coordinator if that guy's only touching the ball eight times and a half. They came out and featured him early in the second half, and they were moving the ball, and then he got hurt. But to Kansas's credit, they they did come back in the second half and make a game of it. But Coastal Carolina, I remember when they came in and beat LSU at a Super Regional in baseball, and everybody said, who are those guys? And uh, they went on to the World Series. Well, apparently their football program's on the rise as well. That was an impressive win by any measure for Coastal Carolina. They've got outstanding facilities. I toured the baseball facilities the year after they won the College World Series title. And here's the key. The guy who was the head coach prior to the guy they got now started TD Ameritrade, okay? And they have some of the best athletic facilities at Coastal Carolina you're ever going to see. It's a beautiful campus. I have been there. Um, But anyway, so – We'll see what happens. I'll keep an eye on college football. You'll have some picks on Thursday as part of the uh, Trey Blossman Picks podcast. Anything else on college football, Trey, before we move to the NFL? 
Well, this weekend, best game on the schedule looks like Miami versus Louisville. And then the following week, the big boys start playing the SEC, so it'll get really interesting. Uh, happy to have it back. Hopefully uh, it continues uh, and we have a decent season, Tommy. Yeah, hopefully it can be as close to normal as possible, but we have to expect there could be hiccups along the way. Trey Blossman, the NFL got underway starting last Thursday, rolling through the doubleheader Monday night. You went 6-1 and one on your NFL picks all against the spread. We'll have more picks uh, this Thursday, as I mentioned, both NCAA and NFL. All you people just pay attention and favorite our podcast so you'll always know when another one comes out. NFL, um, this is what I'm going to say. The, the, the Saints – Patriots game on Fox TV ratings were, were up a little bit. I think that was primarily because of Tom Brady being with a new team, the, the Buccaneers, and it being in the Sunday afternoon prime slot for Fox. Everybody else, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, the Monday night doubleheader, everybody else's ratings were down, some more than others. I think the NFL is imploding. I think they are crumbling they're, they're deteriorating, they're failing dramatically, and it's just going to be step after step after step. Because I don't know, I told some guys last night, you can't unscramble an egg. The NFL can't come out in a week or two or three and say, by the way, we're not going to do this anymore because we realize the majority of people don't like it. That's not going to happen. Now, might they gradually fade it away or tone it down? I don't know. But the NFL, a multi-billion dollar operation, is imploding because they did not figure out what their fans wanted to see. The fans wanted to see football. They don't want to see everything else that the NFL is letting their time be consumed with. And, and, and I'm going to let you comment, and I have my very strong take on what I want to know from the NFL. Well, Tommy, it's obvious that a lot of the fans are not happy, uh, and rightfully so. People turn to sports for relief, for enjoyment, not for social justice messaging, whatever the hell that is. Uh, I, I, I haven't watched the anthems and such because I don't want to see it. I've been sticking to my policy of not turning the game on until I know they're playing football. I will say this, for the most part, and there were a few exceptions, and I flipped around games in both time slots. I did not renew my season ticket package. It is available for free the first week or two of the season, usually. So I went and checked it out, and I had it, so I used it if they're going to give it to me. and I'm not paying for it. So I flipped around. I did not hear ignorant drivel from as many of the sportscasters calling the NFL games as I have heard on the NBA broadcast. It's a bit nauseating on the NBA broadcast that anytime there's a break in the action, they're going to start talking about systemic racism, a term that I didn't hear for eight years when Obama was the president. It seems that this huge problem that's forsaken the nation uh, is brand new, and we know better than that. But uh, NFL needs to quit with the politics, Tommy, or, or they're going to take a hit. Look. I continue to see these NFL teams sign these players to these big salaries as if everything was normal. And I'm just going to remind them things are not normal. Uh, 
They're going to be having a bunch of salaries they can't afford to pay when the TV revenue goes down, when the number of fans in the stands goes down. And I don't think if and when this COVID hoax ends, not saying the virus is a hoax, but the reaction to it certainly is, uh, that fans are magically going to return to the stadiums. I, I posted something about the Saints game on my Facebook page, and I was pretty soundly attacked by some conservative friends for having the nerve to watch it. Okay. I think right. they're way out of bounds. And my response to that is how about you watch what I want? You, I watch what I want to watch. You watch what you want to watch. And we both be happy. You know, I, I, I don't understand a vegetarian who wants to make sure nobody else eats meat. You don't want to eat meat. Don't eat meat. Give me a steak. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Well, you know, the Baltimore Ravens stood for the Black National Anthem, which I didn't know we had one of those. Uh, I thought we just had a National Anthem. And then they knelt for the National Anthem. Apparently the first weekend they played the Black National Anthem. And then they're supposedly not going to do that anymore after the first weekend. But dear Baltimore Ravens, if you stand for one, kneel for the other, you're disrespecting one. Either you stand for both or you kneel for both. You know, you can't have it both ways, in my opinion. So the inconsistency and the ignorance is just it's just beaming out of the NFL right now. And, Trey, I got a, a, something I have put a lot of thought into it. I got something I want to know. I want to know the answer to it. I think I know the answer to it, but I want to know. I, I really should be on a national show with this line of thought I'm about to lay on you, and you don't know what's coming. Here's my thing. NFL football players, they win games on a Sunday with what they do Monday through Saturday when the quote-unquote camera's not on, okay? The hard work, the weightlifting, the training, the repetitions, the drills, they do at practice. What they do when the bright lights aren't on is what helps them win the football game on Sunday, you know, you, you know, or Thursday, Monday, whenever they got it. What I want to know about all these NFL players with these social justice messages and all of these things they're doing, what are they doing when the lights aren't on? What are they doing when the camera's not on? Are they meeting with community leaders? Are they meeting with law enforcement agencies? Are they addressing what they say they care about when the light's not on and the camera's not on? I think the answer, for the most part, is no. I will, no. I will no. stand corrected if I learn that there's some players that went and met with community leaders or law enforcement agencies or politicians or went to Washington, D.C. on their own time when nobody's looking and nobody's watching. Okay, it's not about what you say. You can say we want social justice and, and we want this and we want that. But what you do is more important. I, that is my question. What are you doing when nobody's looking? Are you lifting those weights and running those extra laps and running the extra reps and working on that passing game like you do on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so you can win on Sunday? Are you doing all that so that you're, what you're kneeling down for or what you have on the back of your helmet or what the NFL's printing in the end zones and running commercials, what's happening when nobody's watching? Because that's where the difference would take place. If you really want to have an impact, you really want to do something, get, put your nose to the ground and get the work done. Hard work produces results. My guess is there's none of that going on when nobody is looking. And I think that's the sad part. That's the inconsistent part. And that's why it's a joke. And that's why 
in my opinion, the NFL is imploding. Is it going to be around for a while? Yeah, but it's headed in the wrong direction. Uh, on many levels, and it has been before all of this, Tommy. Uh, they've been moving in the wrong direction for at least five seasons. Again, feckless leadership, total void of leadership from Commissioner Goodell. And surprisingly, some owners who are just going along for the ride, Tommy. It, it amazes me. And I, you know, I don't know these men, but the level of success that these men have achieved to be able to own NFL teams would indicate that they are savvy enough to know that they have a problem and know that they need to deal with it. Uh, I, I would immediately fire Goodell and hire a new commissioner. If I was one of the owners, I'd be pounding the phones to my fellow owners asking them to support me in an attempt to do that. But the value of these franchises is going to go down, Tommy. Uh, I guarantee you player salaries are going to go down. Future players can thank these selfish, ill-informed current players for that. It may rise to a good level, a strong level again, but I think you're going to see it take a hit. There's no doubt about that. I'm going to sum it up with the following facts okay we always like to hear the facts last year and i'm just you know we're, we're right by new orleans but I'm, I'm going with facts new orleans saints linebacker demario davis had a headband on under his helmet and when he took his helmet off you can see it he had a black and gold headband bandana if you will that said man of god he was fine for that and told he couldn't wear it no more last year 2019 Yet this year, Drew Brees can put the guy who was a rapist shot in Kenosha, Wisconsin, put his name on his helmet at practice, and then they can put all the other the T-shirts and everything else they're doing. But Demario Davis was fined and told he couldn't have a bandana on that said man of God. If that don't tell you the NFL has lost any, any common sense or, or any fortitude, what does? Well, Tommy, it's just like when they denied the Dallas Cowboys the request to put a sticker on their helmet honoring the five or six murdered police Dallas yeah. police officers. It's crazy. It's insane. Uh, look, you got people like Malcolm Jenkins setting the agenda for the National Football League. That's well, that's crazy. The implosion continues. Trey, we got a couple minutes left. I know you want to get uh, some NBA comments. Uh, let it rip. Look, game seven tonight, Denver versus the Clippers. Everybody had anointed the winner, the Lakers and the Clippers in the West Finals to be the this year's champions. Well, the Lakers got to the West Finals. The Clippers have to beat Denver tonight in Game 7 to get there. For the second series in a row, Denver found themselves down three games to one, fought back, forced a Game 7. Uh, Nikolai Jokic, the Denver center, put up this stat line Sunday afternoon, Tommy. 34 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists. He was 4 of 6 on three-pointers, and he was the best player on that court, even though Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were on it. It's a fun team to watch. They came from 19 points down in the third quarter, Tommy, to win the second half 64-35 to 35 in an elimination game. 
Go wow. Denver. I'll be pulling hard for them tonight. I think the game comes on at 8 o'clock. Game one in the East Finals, Miami and Boston starts in about 30 minutes. I like Boston to move on there, but Miami's pretty tough. But uh, if you don't have anything to do tonight, tune in and watch the Denver Clipper game seven. It promises to be a pretty good matchup. All right, we remind you this Thursday the 17th, Trey Blossman's picks. He went 6-1 and one in the NFL last week, 4-1 and one on a season with NCAA, all against the spread. That podcast will drop Thursday evening. We want you to check it out, LSU football update on Wednesday, Friday, Anthony Gallo and I with our college picks, Kunas uh, and Redneck Show. Trey Blossman, you have a great day. We'll do this again Thursday. Look forward to it, Tommy. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.